I will start with the name of my Lord, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, the merciful, the compassionate, the most merciful. Alhamdulillah, alladhi hadana lahaza wa ma kunna linahtadiya lawla an hadana Allah. All praise to Allah, who guided us to this. We would have not been guided if Allah did not guide us to this. Salamun alaikum, my dear beloved sisters. I thank my Lord for giving me the permission and tawfiq to attend and serve such a beautiful Juma prayer. Uh, as we reached the holy month of Ramadan, uh, I did my very best to select a topic uh, which can help us best benefit uh, from, the holy, from the holy month of Ramadan, the Quran itself. We have, in words of our infallibles, that there is a spring to everything, and the spring of our hearts is the holy month of Ramadan. Um, it's a growing season for our heart, a, a time where our heart gets replenished and rejuvenated with uh, signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with words of Allah. So our hearts have the potential to um, regain the life that Allah wants it to have, inshallah. Um, um, my topic for today is about how Qur'an touches our heart. How does it influence our heart? How does it affect the human heart? Um, what are the characteristics of the Holy Qur'an? What are the steps of utilizing the Holy Qur'an? In other words, if I want to uh, allow Qur'an to um, come to my life and make changes, what are those changes that uh, we can expect? I think uh, using Allah's words would be best if uh, to define these steps. In, um, there's a beautiful ayah in Surah Yunus in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, oh men, a warning has come to you from your Lord, a remedy for your hearts, and a guidance and mercy for those of you who believe. Before we get to discuss all these steps, I want to uh, point out to one thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses different addressees in the Holy Quran. Sometimes he refers to, sometimes Allah addressees are Ya Bani Adam, or uh, children of Adam. Sometimes he calls to his apostles by their first name, Ya, or uh, such as Ya Musa. Uh, sometimes he calls them by their, a bit formally, he calls up to them, Ya Ayyuhar Rasul, the way he calls to Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Sometimes he refers to his people by Ya Ayyuhar Nas, or men, mankind in general, which he's using in this particular ayah. And sometimes he says, Ya Ayyuhar Ladina Amanu, O those of you who have brought faith. So he has different addressees in the Holy Quran. In this particular ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Ya ayyuhannas. Um, he's calling to all mankind. And he says uh, that this, uh, these are the steps that Quran can influence your heart. Um, now, as you notice, Ya ayyuhannas is used 
uh, mostly um, such in this ayah is usually used when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing uh, those people that have not had the Quranic training yet. In other words, those people who have not um, been actively participating in what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to say, that's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to them. Ya ayyuhannas. Um, and this kind of addressing is used, you mostly used in um, Meccan surahs in which the very foundation of Islam is being discussed. Like the, um, not how to be, but what to believe is used in Meccan surahs, the found, which discusses the foundation of the Holy Quran. So in this particular ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, calls to his people by Ya Ayyuhannas, and then he describes the four different ways um, that Quran encounters us human beings. The very first impact, he says, مَوْئِذَةٌ مَنْ رَبِّكُمْ A warning from your Lord, an advice from your Lord. Now you might ask, who's in need of advice from Allah? Well, everybody is in need of advice from Allah because none of us are perfect. But mostly those of us who have not had the religious teachings or the uh, discipline that's required by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that which is used uh, per se in this ayah, is, he says, Ya ayyuhannas rabbikum. So, Mawidah, or warning that comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is not always easy to bear. Um, it's not always easy to take um, a mawidah, even from your Lord. I mean, we can, uh, human beings can reach a level, unfortunately, us humans can reach a level of arrogance that it would be difficult to even take advice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So because, the, the reason for that is because it acts as a flicker. It's a, it's a bit harsh. It shakes everything beneath you. And um, so uh, the way we react to it is sometimes we accept it and sometimes we turn away from it. That's the normal human attitude towards advice that comes from our Lord as he will continue discussing. Um, so examples uh, that can be used in here. Allah uses many, many examples himself in the Holy Quran. In Surah Al-Anfitar, he says, Ya ayyuhannas, ma qarraka bin rabbika al-kareem alladhi khalaqka fasawaka fa'addalak fi ayyi suratin ma sha'arrakabak. O men, what has deceived you from your Lord? He who created you and who propor proportioned you. What has made you so arrogant to turn away from him? But in real life example, I would like to share with you for this stage of um, the effects of the Holy Quran. I wasn't raised in an Islamic family. Um, my parents, alhamdulillah, and God bless them, they taught me how to pray, and they, they prayed, and we fasted during Ramadan, but that was it. I was raised mostly in Europe, and then we came here, so I wasn't raised at our times. There wasn't a lot of religious classes, Islamic classes, and um, I was, you know, raised in an American, but with the faith of Islam. Um, so Quran was not read in our home. Uh, I was never uh, introduced to the Holy Quran until I sat at uh, the day that I was getting married, which is a customary uh, ritual. They hand you the Holy Quran to simply look at because I couldn't even see the lines. I couldn't understand the words. Um, 
But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called me, uh, that's the best way I can say it, when I heard, or he's always calling, but when I heard him, or when this flicker came to my life, I felt like the very rug that I was walking on was shaken away from me. It, was, it shook me up so harshly that I felt everything is looking at me, everything had life, and I was this dead person who didn't have any relationship with my Lord, and I'm looking and he's talking to me face to face. Um, so it, I, it was very probably very easy if I had just turned away and pretended like I didn't hear anything. My life would have just continued going. But everything was so real that I could not turn my back to it. I could not, I could not say no. Everything was um, very real. And it, it was very difficult for me to just turn away and pretend like nothing had happened. Um, so I digested that advice. Um, and the ayah that came to, um, it was very, uh, when a very summer afternoon, I had gone for my afternoon jog, uh, make a very, very long story, very, very short. Um, I picked up my, uh, at that time there were tape recorders, we didn't have CDs at that time, this is maybe 16 years ago. I picked up my tape recorder and my um, tape that was, uh, it was supposed to be share singing and I was supposed to go for my afternoon jog. Um, it was the only black tape I owned, so I opened up the cupboard um, in the kitchen where I kept all of our uh, recordings because it was just a lot of cupboards in the kitchen. And I picked up this black tape, the first black tape that I saw, I just picked up thinking that it's share. I put it in my recorder. I got down to the hillside because we live up on the hill and to start my jog, I pushed the play button and this person is talking. It's, there's no singing, it's not share, it's this guy, it's not this woman. So I was very upset and I thought, oh, this is one of those boring record, tape recorders that my husband has and um, I must have picked it up by mistake. After 10 minutes of walking, I couldn't stand being alone. I could not even jog without music. That's how music was so big in my life. I pushed the play button again just so that I, I said, okay, I'll just go for a fast walk and see what this person is saying. Maybe I can pick up a thing or two. And all of a sudden, I hear one sentence. When I push the play button, I heard one sentence. And that sentence was, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, istajibu lillahi wal-rasul izadaakum lima yuhikum. That is what I heard. I did not speak a word of Arabic at that time. I did not even understand the Quran, the, the, the words that I was saying to Allah when I did my prayer, daily prayer. I just knew that was my bond between me and Allah, and I maintained it ever since I was taught as a child. That was my only bond with Allah. But that moment, my sisters, I felt every word, every movement of that sentence that was being recited to me, the, one, that, the sentence that I heard, I understood it with my heart. Don't ask me how, because there's, we live in this world, and we, this world, these words that we have cannot explain a lot of spiritual feel, things that we feel. I'm sure a lot of you have experienced that before. I stood there at that location in my neighborhood down the hill. I could not, I pushed stop. 
I did not rewind the tape. I did not need to listen to it again. It was that real. Imam Ali Alim Salam says in Nahjo Balagh, it's like when, when truth came, I never doubted the truth. It was so real. Every bone in my body understood what that what that sentence said. I didn't even know it was from the Holy Quran till four years later. It, the melody of the sound was close to the prayer that I was making, everyday prayer, but I, I didn't know if someone was to tell me what it meant. I didn't know. I couldn't say it with my words, but my heart felt, and my heart was right, because four years later in a class, I heard that sentence played on the tape recorder in my Quran class. I will tell you how I got there later. And, and then I passed out almost because I, it was glued to my heart. Those words were glued to my heart, which meant all those of you who have brought faith, all those of you who believe, estajibu, accept the, the invitation from your Lord and his prophet, because only when you accept that, you are given true life. And that's what Allah was trying to force into me, is you're, you're alive. You walk, you eat, you're here for doing your job. But because your relationship with me is not very strong, you're deprived of that level of the life that you can really have. You're, you're deprived of it because you're not there yet. You can have a better life, a spiritual life. Um, from the moment I heard that ayah, it, I stood there in the street for two hours crying. Um, I finally, every part of me was talking to me. Uh, my, I was wearing leggings and a t-shirt, and my uh, elbow was telling me, cover me up. Uh, my hair was talking to me. I, I know it doesn't sound real, but this is what happened to me. And this is what Allah says, This is advice from Allah. It's, it just shakes up everything beneath you. And um, the closest thing I remember is that I came home, um, and at the time, usually after my workout when I came home, we, we would usually have dinner with, the fam with my family, my husband and my children. I went straight to bed. I told my husband I'm not feeling well. I went straight to bed so I could digest what had happened to me. So this was the very first flicker of Quran that came to my life. Um, the second stage, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the second impact is shifa'un lima sudur, a remedy for your hearts. Um, there are two parts to us humans. There's a noble part, which is comprised of our heart and our spirit. And then there's that um, our flesh and our body, which is considered our sadr. The, um, the, I'm so sorry. The sadr is the spiritual part, and our body and flesh is considered the zayl, is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to it in the Holy Quran. So as you see, the ayah says, shifa'un lima sudur. So this is a remedy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Quran is a remedy for your hearts. Um, which means that Quran it doesn't really have a lot to do with our jism, with our body, with our flesh, which shares 20 some, some elements with the dirt that's in our backyards. Quran's job is to come and 
discipline our soul, which is the noble part of us, which is referred to as sadr in the Holy Quran. That's why he says, shifa'un lima sudur. It's a remedy for your heart. It's a remedy for your um, um, spirit. Heart in the Holy Quran, the key heart in the Holy Quran, it's not referring to this uh, organ that we have that's responsible for transferring blood to other organs of our body. It's the, the most important tool of cognition that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us is considered to be our heart. That is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to. So in this stage, Quran steps in to clean up all the filth that has accumulated in our hearts, such as greed, such as arrogance, such as um, jealousy, such as hostility, all these things get cleaned up by your by uh, Quran subhanahu wa ta'ala has the potential to do this. But only if a person can digest that first step, only if you can digest that um, advice from Allah and you allow it to sink in, then your uh, has Quran has a potential to work um, as a cleanser for your soul. Um, and to go in and sweep away all the dirt that's in your body. That's in your body. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالنَّفْسٌ وَمَا سَوَّاهَا فَالْحَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَتَقْوَاهَا In Surah Al-Shams, every soul was integrated in such a way that it knows what's disruptive and what is instinctive, what's real and what's not real. Every soul, Allah has given this gift to every soul. So at this stage, um, um, you, you know, you, you, what happened to me was I started picking up clues that, oh, I, maybe I shouldn't have said that, or maybe I shouldn't have ha eaten that, or maybe I shouldn't have gone there. You know, you start watching yourself. Before this, whatever I did was right, you know, like I was like a role model for everybody else in the community and for my family and other members of family. At the, every time I wore something, everybody else copied. But at this stage, I was very careful how I walked, how I talked, what I ate. What I, it's like somebody was training me. Somebody was trying to, um, you know, like I was more aware of what I'm doing. You know, like I was watching myself. Um, um, uh, I've written pro process of purification here, so um, maybe uh, this is the best way to describe this part is that it purifies your heart. Um, the third stage, the third impact of the Holy Quran, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls it, is hudan, which is guidance, embellishment in form of guidance. Um, here, Quran comes to our life and it tries to, after it's, pure, it's been purified, then it, it gets beautified by, um, by our uh, iman, your faith. It purifies your heart. That was the second stage. In this stage, after pu the purification, it's the process of embellishment through guidance. Uh, so first the flicker comes, then there's an awakening, and you realize that you've gone the wrong path. You try to adjust yourself and get yourself on the right path. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helps you purify your heart, and then in here, it gets beautified. Uh, here, in this stage, the serve of path, the paths of servitude get clarified. You learn how to... Um, you, what your relationship with your Lord should be. 
how your relationship with your parents should be, how your relationship with other members of the community should be, how your relationship with the person who's arrogant should be. Every detail, every path of servitude get clarified here in this um, stage. Um, in this stage, you start thinking about others. You, you start thinking about um, the orphans, the people that are homeless, the people that need to just express themselves. You try to help your mankind. You try to uh, be more active in the community. You, you know, you're, you're like, this, your faith is coming out of you, you know, you're by, through your actions. Um, uh, it's a beautiful stage and it's a very clear stage. You know, you, you understand, okay, I can eat this, but I cannot eat this. I can say this, but I cannot say this. Even if somebody says this to me, I cannot reply the same way because now I'm being trained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you learn to have more patience. You learn to be more um, uh, conscious of your own actions. Up to this point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing the right path to all nations because as you remember, the ayah started with Ya Ayyuhannas. Um, so if faith is initiated and person becomes a true believer, which means that um, their faith is fixed, you know, the, the way they uh, see things is adjusted and this faith is coming out of them through through good deeds, then, the, in other words, when there's this fusion has been initiated between your uh, belief and your good deeds, then the person enters the fourth stage, which is the final stage of the, um, uh, the impact of the Holy Quran. You notice that the beginning, the ayah starts with Ya Ayyuhannas, those of you who have not been trained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but the ayah ends with Lil mu'minin, for mu'minin. Mu'mins are those who act and live exactly like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala approves. In this stage, they are lil mu'minin. They get Allah's mercy is, uh, is poured down on the believers. They are showered. Allah's mercy is showered upon a believer like an ever-flowing current. Um, there is um, a beautiful ayah in Surah Al-Araf. It says, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَتَقُوا لَفَتَحْنَا عَلِيهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْزِ It's ayah number 96 in Surah Al-Araf, which means that if people were to really believe and fear Allah, in other words, not fear probably, be pious of Allah, be Allah conscientious, uh, we would surely have showered on them our, uh, our blessings from heavens and from earth. Um, so this phase of impact, this, this level of impact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about in this stage, rahmat, is um, the very transformation of a person that was not trained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to a person who is not who is not only trained and guided by Allah, but is, but is ornamented uh, with the light of iman, with the light of faith. Um, so the transformation of Ya Ayyuhannas to Ya Ayyuhalladina Amanu is exactly what um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to in this section, um, which is the final destination of guidance in the Holy Quran. Um, uh, 
examples of this is that it's extra guidance uh, in Suratul Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah says, in ayah number 17. Those who have been guided, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will give them, will honor them with more guidance. Or in another surah, Allah says, in Suratul Anfal, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, Ya Yuwalladina Amanu, in Tattaqullah Yaj'allakum Furqana, O those of you who have brought faith, if you become pious too, in other words, I fix my uh, beliefs and taqaw, and I become pious. That's the fusion of iman and good deeds, which is, if you look at the Quran, throughout the Quran you see this fusion. Amanu wa amalu salihat. Fix your beliefs and good de- good, do good deeds as well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if you reach this point of faith, what I will do is I will gift you with with Furqan. Furqan is one of the names of the Holy Quran, which is a tool that allows you to distinguish from right and wrong. Imagine having a tool like that, that in with every word I want to say, everywhere I want to go, every action that I want to take, if I have the capacity to recognize what pleases Allah and what's not pleasant to Allah, then I can choose the right path. That's what Furqan says, does. I um, pray to Allah um, that he will give us, inshallah, uh, he will help us gain the necessary, inshallah, components for reaching or deserving this level of faith. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzata amma yasifun wa salamun alal mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you. Salawat. Good to go.